Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hi, and welcome to another uh, episode of uh, I'm Right, and he's Rob. And uh, we usually start the show, uh, Robert, with... um, uh, corrections, uh, apologies, omissions, uh, and uh, platitudes. Uh, last week, Platitude. our last episode, uh, yeah, uh, last episode was about independence, college football independence, and uh, the whole thing was a mistake because you won. So let's get that right <laughs> out of the right out of the way. I conceded, uh, I conceded victory to you. So clearly, mistakes were made. Uh, obviously, I didn't have the right uh, information and or mindset when I went into that. So, folks, I apologize. Go ahead and strike that from your memory. Won't happen again, I promise. So, did, did you do you have anything? Did we miss anything? I think we got everything. I thought I think we both kind of looked into that stuff before we started. Yeah, so I don't think there's that I much we that we could have done. Good. There may be some facts that, but I I think we're good. Um, yeah. Um, I didn't have anybody go, hey, you know, the episode I listened to, you guys suck. Well, really? Uh, no, I didn't have any of that. Yeah, that's because most people. No, because people are like, I don't listen to that. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't listen to your podcast, Monty, is what I mostly <laughs> get uh, from uh, family, friends, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I'm just going over the facts that we checked off the list here. Notre Dame is a Catholic institution. BYU is Mormon. The other ones are just weird okay yeah i think we got it i think we got it i think we <laughs> that's no omission i'm yeah. sure we said that right that's uh, uh college a is probably going to get hit with a sex scandal college b is probably going to get hit with a sex scandal there we go we move on now um all right so uh let's get on uh to tonight's episode um before i introduce my friend um my name is monty ike and uh, this, of course, is, uh, I'm right, uh, he's Rob, and uh, he is, of course, the Wall Street to my Fatal Attraction, the Full Metal Jacket to my Platoon, the Roger Rabbit to my Do the Right Thing, my best friend, Rob Bloom. Rob, how are you, buddy? I, I'm going to pop your eyes out and skull hug you. Yeah, skull hug me? Really? Yeah. Are you doing the TNT edited version? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, you know, I love Full Metal Jacket. What a great movie that you can just turn off in the middle. <laughs> it's like, it's really, it's two movies. It's an amazing psychological thriller about boot camp. And then it's a pedestrian Vietnam movie. Right? I always prefer Platoon myself. And if you want to speak yeah. to uh, war movies. You were, yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. M- most of my favorite war movies are World War II movies. So... I like those giant ensemble casts that are like uh, the uh, the end game of World War Two, right? You know, <laughs> where you've got like forty five. You've got On like your 
<laughs> You've got like 45 uh, like really big movie stars in this war movie. And you're like, what? John Wayne is in this for four minutes? What the hell? This is just—is this just Henry Fonda flying around in a tiny plane? What the hell? This is great. Love this movie. All right, uh, Rob, let's We're get in the to, wrong era. You're yeah, right. let's get to let's get to tonight's topic. What is it? Tonight's topic is influential movies from the eighties. Um, influential to our generation, I should say. Influential to to our generation, influential to us specifically. Us specifically, I think is more important. But okay, because um, we need to narrow that down. Are we arguing say, these well, are I, our influential? These are the biggest movies of the eighties that influenced us. That's what we're yes. saying. Mm-hmm. These are not the most influential movies to cinema. These are no. not the most influential movies to our generation as a whole. Because there, there are some that I think would would definitely say are, are more influential well, sure, to like, other people. Uh, you could say Sixteen Candles, but I I'm going to tell you Sixteen Candles is not on my list. But it's a very important movie for the '80s. It's do you have Dirty Dancing? Yeah, do you have Dirty Dancing on your list? No, but it's again a very important right. pop culture. Movie. I'm just Correct. making sure <laughs> that we're what saying the right thing. If I was making one of our generation, I would have to include Dirty Dancing Agreed. because it Agreed. is. The Empire Strikes Back of for women, uh, of yeah. for women in our generation, right? Yeah. There you go. You have to say it. Uh, and we don't have it. And uh, we also don't have Do the Right Thing, which for a lot of Americans was a huge influential uh, uh, movie uh, in their generation. And, you do have uh, Mo Better Blues on my list. Though. You do have Mo Better Blues? Well, all right, then. You are Mo Better than I am, my friend. Uh, I just have uh, Robert Townsend's Hollywood Shuffle Down, and I'm going to get you, sucker. Um, which are actually fantastic movies. Actually, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to get you, uh, sucker. It's a great yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a great goddamn movie. If you haven't seen that, see that. All right. Uh, this one, uh, we're going to do a list uh, because we haven't done that in one episode. So we're going to do yeah. that. Uh, Rob, we'll start with you. What's your number five on the most My influential five movie? Is, okay, this was the first R-rated movie I ever got to see in a theater. Oh my gosh! And was I um, there? No, this was not with you. This was before I met you. Oh my, um, oh my I gosh! I want to say I was in fourth grade when it came out, and one of the fathers in the neighborhood went to each of our parents and asked if he could take I didn't even understand what I was seeing other than all the boys in my neighborhood wanted to see this and I had no idea why other than the commercials looked a little terrifying to me (laughs) everybody wanted to go see this the only thing I remember about the commercials was the knife and I hadn't seen the the, the movie that came out before this but I'll, I knew Sylvester Stallone was going to stab some people in it. <laughs> so Murdoch, I'm coming to get you, was quoted all summer long after seeing Rambo First Blood Part 2. I'm coming to get you. That's a much better impression. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad you actually didn't see First Blood Part 1. Oh, no, because that's a quality movie. Yeah, that's, that's a solid actual storytelling movie. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's more of a depressing take on our nation's sure, treatment but, of but, Vietnam vets. But Rambo was like, let's Rambo blow shit up. Was, uh, Rambo was the epitome of Reagan's philosophy, I think. <laughs> was what, 
What I love, what I love about that is, so Murdoch's the colonel, right? Like the colonel that no, forces no, Murdoch. The colonel was his ally. Right. Murdoch okay. The Murdoch the guy is... that sent him out. Yeah. Okay. That's what I mean. He's he's yeah. He's pissed that he's got sent on the suicide mission. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it was supposed to be just an observe. Right. We got set mission. up. Yeah. Good. And Ooh. when you see him pull back that bow and arrow with the explosive arrows. Yeah. Yeah. And blow up a guy taking yeah. on the helicopters that have more missiles than certain countries. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just was, it was just shoot them up cool to me as a kid. And all summer long we played yeah. Rambo first. Blood. All right. That's good. I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with an R rated movie uh, that we snuck into Rob. I did not think you would put that on our list. Oh, Are but yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, when you explain that this is the most influential to us, yeah, this is very influential right. to me. Um, we were supposed to go see Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which That's is a fine quality everybody. movie that I have never seen on principle. I have principle. never seen it in its entirety. <laughs> right, me neither, because of this, it, right? From beginning to end. Yeah, yeah, I've seen parts of it, but not its entirety. And it's because of this. Whenever somebody says, hey, do you want to watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? I'm like, nah, man, I'd rather sneak in and go see Eddie Murphy Raw. <laughs> Eddie Murphy Raw. Fuck that red lip. If I could be thin for a day, the first thing I would do is put on an entirely, I would put on a red leather suit. I would do that. I would put on the red leather suit and do it. Eddie Murphy Raw. Um, first of all, it it's the first. Hysterical. Yeah. It's hysterical. Um, yeah. And look, I don't, I'm not going to apologize for Eddie Murphy's comedy and some of the stuff he said in the 80s. I'm not going to apologize for misogyny and homophobic rhetoric in the 80s. I'm not going to apologize for any of that, but I will tell you this. That is a fucking amazing comedy album or a comedy concert. It was tight as shit. And Eddie Murphy was amazing. That confidence, that swagger, he made... You were laughing. God, he made comedy so sexy. So goddamn sexy. And I remember uh, watching that and being like, motherfucker. Fuck, man. It's not enough just being funny in front of a room of people, man. I need to be funny in front of a large group of people because that is so amazing. And I'm excited to see Eddie Murphy back in Dolomite. <laughs> yes. Dolomite's my I name. I know awesome. that was being made, by the way. That was yeah. a real pleasant Yeah, the surprise. real presence. Uh, thank you to uh, either Eddie Murphy's new agent or possibly Jerry Seinfeld's appearance on... Uh, comedians in cars with coffee. I have to feel like it's Eddie Murphy's new agent got him on Seinfeld's comedians in cars getting coffee and along with everything else that's happening right now. But it feels like there's like a huge resurgence of Eddie Murphy and, and good uh, for it because yeah. he, he is a, a look a very influential. Yeah, and he is and not the greatest person in the world, right? No, we're not. And I'm not like again. Here. I'm not going to talk about like the fact that he denies being the father of kids that he's clearly the father of and all that other fucking shit. I'm Last not gonna... appearance on that Saturday Night Live special kind of left me very sour. I'm. Uh, what, what do you mean? Uh, when everybody there came and performed and the only way that Eddie Murphy came and performed was everybody. He didn't perform. Everybody kissed his ass. Right. Well, it was, big, it was a big, it was a big, here's the thing though, man. It was a big deal. No, you're telling me. I know yeah. what you're going to tell me, but it just felt like 
this is the only way he's going to come back. This is the, the hand right. of them extending. But that cast is gone. Those people are gone. Yeah. It's... Yeah, no, I I did not feel soured. I thought it was just amazing to have him there and, and everything else. So, uh, but yeah, there you go, Eddie Murphy Raw. That's uh, my that's my number five. All summer quoting that night. Oh, whatever. I know. Jesus, we quoted the hell out of that movie. Yeah. God, and I. What's really <laughs> sad is, uh, ni- two thousand nineteen, Monty can't quote some of the things that nineteen eighty six. I don't even remember what year that was, Monty heard like there are there are things in that album that i like laughed and laughed and laughed and quoted all the time but woke monty is not gonna do yeah woke monty is not gonna do uh ralph cramden he's not gonna do that bit oh no no not that but uh i uh, sitting on the corner with the spinner because right foot green but you know yeah 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 yeah. uh we got ice cream that ice cream bit is legit. I, I I remember I remember talking to my wife about this not that long ago, talking about how that ice cream bit is just absolutely universal. Um, it's amazing, and he, you know it's very much Eddie Murphy talking about his particular uh, childhood. But I was like, I am not black. I did not grow up in uh, Brooklyn uh, or Long Island. But I relate to that ice cream story one hundred percent. One hundred percent is universal. It's a great one too because he's yeah. told a similar one about the. the yeah. I don't want McDonald's. I want McDonald's hamburger, not that yeah. big hamburger. With the, right. Yeah. The bread for the bun. And, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Those well, are total universal things. Yeah, okay. those are great. It's great, 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 great. Very, very, very much uh, influential to me. So that's that's my number five. So uh, you're number four now. My number four, it's hard to put this at number four because its importance is uh, probably greater in like a universal. But when you're talking about just the time frame we're talking about, Return of the Jedi, uh, this was the first Star Wars movie that I completely comprehended from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I had read the, I had read the um, Scholastic book yeah. hours before going to the movie. So I even knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And the Scholastic still, Picture Book? Yes. I think yeah. I have it behind me on my bookshelf. You, I there was it's a special Star Wars to me because I just I didn't comprehend I was five years old when Empire Strikes Back came out. Yeah. So I didn't comprehend the the weight of Luke finding out who his father was and that haunt I honestly I, I wasn't old enough to comprehend the weight of the things going on in that movie. But by the time Return of the Jedi came out, I was constantly the toys, the the uh, the father dying in his arms. It just it was so different to me. And of course, the you know, Ewoks. But you love teddy bears. I, you love it's them. kind of what started me in an, an artistic direction because I would make clay or clay. I'd make dirt molds that looked like Jabba the Hutt. I would cut out like. Star Wars mask and stand on my corner and make impose like Darth Vader as cars go by just because I thought it was cool. It was just the first time that I got Star Wars on a level that. Yeah, you were 25 when you were doing that with the yes the masks in the corner. So no, uh, Return of the Jedi was like it was. I probably saw that in the theater, 17, 18 times, which wow. was a big yeah. Jeez, most of those were with Edwin. Really. Yeah, uh, that was well. It was pre me. 
I mean, I only saw the movies that I saw with Edwin seventeen times. Um, big shout out, by the way, uh, to Edwin. Uh, were like uh, Lost Boys, and that's not even on my top five. I saw Lost Boys yeah, no less than seventeen that times. Your list that I had seen with him, and I want to wait. Yeah. But there are a couple others that, that I had seen. But I did see Platoon with Edwin. Oh, right. that makes that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I I assumed I assumed uh, you were going to bring out either Empire or uh, Return. I think I, Return's a better choice. I think you're right. I, I don't. I, I didn't actually see Return of the Jedi it. in the in the theater. Did you know that? <laughs> I I didn't see any of the Star Wars movies in the theater. Wow. Yeah. Really. None really? of them? None of them. We did not go to, like, literally, I think 1984 was when my mom and dad started letting me go to the movies. You know, that sounds really weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, my dad retired in 83. I think we used to go to the base, uh, the base cinema more than anything else. I think it's more of a, uh, I don't know, but, like, yeah. I I never got into Star Wars, the figures, as a kid. Like, I knew Star Wars, and I knew a lot of people who had Star Wars and did Star Wars, and I knew a lot of stuff. And again, I have the Return of the Jedi picture book, but I did not see it in the movie theater that I can remember. And I'll check with my mom, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I would have remembered that. So... There you go. Yeah, I didn't see it. Great, I think what I saw it. Yeah, it was 1983, so we would. 83. I'm positive it's 83. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Third grade or not? It was. Yeah, it would have been either second or third grade. I'm. I can't remember exactly when the thing would have. So maybe I'm lying about seeing it with Edwin then. I don't know. I thought I saw. I thought I saw it with Edwin. It was like. Well, this is the Mandela effect. You're you've tainted your memories with an idea of something, or you're remembering. It's very possible. It's very possible. I, I can think of other movies I did see with that one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Tune was one of them. Right. Okay, go on. Okay. Um. So. Uh, uh, that was my number four. Yeah. My number four. I'm going to stick on the comedy uh, bent here. Is going to be uh, Airplane. Okay. Okay. I Airplane is. Uh, that Airplane is a huge influence to me. The again, it's a comedy thing. The wackiness. That idea of satire, um, and keep in mind, I watched Airplane for the first time probably on TV. Um, I didn't see Is it Airplane in the... Airplane 1 rated R? Yeah. Yeah, it's got full-on boobs in it I know, at one point. I know Airplane 2 did, but I can't remember if... Yeah, yeah okay. Airplane... I do remember, Airplane, okay, yeah. Because the, these are the same guys who did Kentucky Fried Movie. They had Catholic high school girls in trouble. They... They yeah. they did not have any qualms about sure. uh, yeah. sexualizing anything. So, yeah, I saw probably well we had cable growing up, so I'm probably I'm pro- I'm pretty sure I saw Airplane though, um, edited for television first, and then I saw I it in its full it. glory. But the fact of the matter is, this movie really like had me, and I remember watching. I wrote, I watched all six episodes of Police Squad when it was on TV and thought it was amazing. This idea of that kind of satire really had a lasting impact on me because I, the, the, the thing about airplane is the jokes per minute that go on in those type of movies are amazing. They are like, nonstop. Yeah. Like for me now, and, and, and we get the same kind of jokes per minute and a lot of different things. Like for instance, arrested development throws in so many background visual jokes and stuff like that, that you 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 that are not even the foreground 
they're not even in the foreground. But those kind of things, that has an influence too, right? I mean, like it's influenced by Airplane. Because Airplane would do things in the foreground and keep making jokes in the background for you. And it was the kind of movie that you could see three or four different times and see more and more comedy coming out of it. You know what I mean? And so for me, that was a huge, huge deal. Um, I feel like Airplane perfected the running gag. Yes. Yeah, so much. So much so. Like the... I picked a bad day to quit airplane. Quit, yeah, quit sniffing glue, and I yeah. quit. You picked a wrong day for, yeah. And there's just so many parts about airplane that is just uh, beautiful to me. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind and of where I'm at. Incredibly quotable. Super quotable. Yeah, yeah. Um, for some people, they're gonna pretend it's like Caddyshack or something like that. Maybe it's National Lampoons. But for me, uh, airplane. Um, I'm I'm honestly shocked. I, I I have a few ideas of what else would be on your list but i did not imagine that airplane would be on your list oh yeah totally totally there you go man that's my that's my number four and if you haven't seen airplane see airplane airplane 2 is okay it's um, just more of the same it's more of the same but it has it what it adds into it is it starts riffing on space movies and and it has shatner in it which is just fucking spot on <laughs> um, which is just it's goddamn beautiful I, I do love though when he's talking to the monitor and the yeah. monitor door opens and yes. he stands right there that's, that's we don't have a bridge sir that. don't have a bridge what does it have <laughs> you have a command room sir what I love yeah god yes that video door and then the door opens that's just, one of my favorite gags of the movie sight gag so many good sight. I mean they're just like sight gags like the fact that uh, when when they have um when they have the guy stands in front of the picture of him in the picture in front of him in the picture, like that thing, that's just such a funny, funny, funny bit. Uh, Especially when you think about the fact that that's not CGI. Somebody had to prop make that, which means every instance (laughs) that you see him in the picture, someone had to take a picture of him with a picture in the frame in order to make that joke work. So literally a prop guy spent a day snapping pictures printing out or, or developing a picture on an eight by 10 framing it and taking yep. it again and framing it and taking it again. And, uh, so that's a level of commitment we just don't see today when people are like, yeah, we'll just CG it. No problem, man. Yeah. Um, by the way, I texted my mom while we were doing this. Did I see star Wars in the theater? She typed for a few minutes and then she stopped. So she's either dead or she's really, really <laughs> she trying to murdered. think. <laughs> this is this was her Not last text. <laughs> what? I'm telling her, hey, Mom. Rob laughed at your murder. Yeah. All right, Rob. Number three. What's number three on your list? Number three is one I think just might be on your list, if not your honorable mentions. But if I quote it, if I were to yell a certain team. As parachutes were falling from the sky, what what would I yell? You'd wear Wolverine. Yes, yes. Wolverine. Yeah, Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's another movie that was so influential to us that I again I don't think I had met you when I had seen it. I had seen that in the theaters. That's the first PG thirteen movie. Right. Yeah. And um, I don't think I was thirteen at the time I saw it, oh, but that we played rule breaker. We played Red Dawn all summer long in the high grass fields in my backyard yeah and i you you have a you have a definite theme here in yours which is um the 1980s fear of communism 
It's oh, it's Reagan Jingo is like, bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Rocky Four coming up next on your list there, bro. No, no, no. Okay, but that Red, was that yeah. Was, no, Red Dawn's a great movie, man. It's we, play, we would play guns. Yeah. That was what we you yeah, know, yeah. We all run around with Intertech or whatever. Sometimes just sticks. Yeah. Sometimes just sticks. Uh, yeah, no, that that is a good one. I don't have it on my list. I completely forgot about it. It's very Swayze. It's got so much good. Uh, oh, man, it's got the Dirty Dancing couple, but totally different. See, I'm afraid my number two was going to be your number one. So it's like oh. I almost don't want to say my number two. Oh, well, hmm. we'll find out in just a few moments, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, what's um, your number three? My number three is going to be... Um, uh, Batman, 1989's Batman. That yeah. was on my honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah, that's... yeah. Tim Burton's Batman, 1989. Uh, I was into comics at that point. Uh, I, I, I was. There was so much hype about it coming up. Everyone talking about it. A lot of people like just waiting for it to fail. They yeah, thought it was going to be wearing those shirts. Yeah, super. Eating they the were cast like choices. Yeah, Superman four still fresh in everyone's goddamn mind. Um, like literally, we're like, uh, yeah, the guy who brought you uh, Beetlejuice and the guy who was Beetlejuice will bring you Batman. And we were like, well, this might like I can only imagine what it would be like if we would have had the. Mom will- Batman. Yeah. Your mom's Batman. If we had the internet back then, I can imagine the kind of things that the Flame Lords would have said about this whole thing. I mean, oh, sure. I would have I would have been like, "Oh yeah, this is fucking this is going to suck, man. This is totally I have no faith in this movie." Is what I would have said. It would have been like everything that was said about uh Suicide Squad except the difference is this movie was actually good and Suicide Squad was in fact terrible. So but yeah, 1989's Batman. Jack Ni- Jack that Nicholson is the Joker. Everything. What are you yeah. fucking kidding me? And you will never look at the Joker the same ever again. Right. Um. And I think he was a really good Bruce Wayne in Batman. I he was a he was a very good Bruce Wayne. Um, the Batman. I think the problems with Batman were not Michael Keaton's fault. No. First of all, uh-huh. you they did they didn't figure out how you could make a Batman suit without it being completely immobile, right? Yeah. I, it didn't bother me any though. Yeah, I mean the fact that he couldn't move his neck was kind of weird and whatever. Yeah. Um, there's some, you know, the the Batmobile having machine guns in it was a little weird, sure. But I, yeah, there's so many good parts the, about that movie the though. Art that's so good. The look of that movie <sighs> is so unique, and the use of models in there, which yeah. was even starting to go away, but was used so well for what he built. Right. Right. It, it was just, it was a perfect mesh. I can honestly tell you that moment when the bat wing flies up in front of the moon to make the symbol mm-hmm. um, was, was yeah, that that was I think uh, that's actually what my wet dream was. Um, <laughs> I, I had not had pubes yet until that happened. But yeah, June of 1989, the time I got boobs, uh, pubes. Um, no. So Batman's Batman is my number three. Um, that's a great that's a that's a great and and it was it was basically like batman told me that thing like pre-batman i would have never imagined a captain america movie being any good i never would have imagined an avengers movie being any good um post batman i was like this is possible we could make 
good superhero movies again, you know? So well, we were just getting heavy into comics then. Yeah. I mean, we were, and, but we were there beforehand. I mean, I want to make that perfectly clear. I was collecting, I was collecting Batman books before that movie. I just want to make sure everyone's collecting. Yeah. But it, because we had preconceived notions going in, because I remember what we were hoping for. And when, when they said who Harvey Dent was going to be, we were like, wow, they're going to do the whole thing and they're building the world. And yeah. so, yeah, we knew stuff, but it was like, it was validation yeah. for, for liking comics. It was the I, first time I felt validation for liking comics. By the way, am I the only one who's just sad that we didn't get to see Billy D. Williams be Two-Face? We did. Yeah. What? In the Lego Batman movie. Oh, that's right. In the Lego Batman <laughs> movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Sorry, it was much later. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's that's my number three there. Okay. I'm pretty sure my number two is your one, number one. Well, let's see. Because so. you've been wrong every single moment of this whole fucking thing. Yeah, well. Who are you going to call, Monty? <sighs> I'm going to call Ghostbusters. Yeah. Am I wrong? Um... You are not wrong. That would have been my number one. <laughs> God my damn it, damn it. It is. And well, you blew it for that, me. We're all done. I'll We're done. that, and you can talk about it for your number one. You, tell me okay. your number two. Uh, my number two is Die Hard. Die Hard. Uh, yeah, uh, and I'll tell you the reason why Die Hard's my number two. And you're probably thinking to yourself, but Monty, where's Wrath of Khan, your favorite movie of all time? It was in the 80s, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but Die Hard... And we've talked about I've talked about this every single time Die Hard has been brought up. It changed action movies. It made heroes who are are vulnerable, heroes that bleed, heroes that aren't muscle men. And make mistakes. And make mistakes and are literally improving their way through a horrible situation. And that became the norm. The Rambos and the Terminators. Yeah, it the- totally was. Because when you watch a schlub uh, save the day, you're like, well, f- well, fuck, this is so much cooler. And like every other kind of movie like this, from Walking Tall and all that, so these guys might get a little bit hurt, you know? But they don't get, like, bleeding from the feet, and they don't, they always have this sort of weird confidence about them, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I know I just brought up Joe Don Baker's Walking Tall, and I know Joe Don Baker gets beat up in his movies. Yeah, I get that. But he always has this sense that he never, like... Movies in the 70s and then in the 80s, the action got even more bigger and more explosive. When I, There was always sort of this thing of, I know exactly what I'm doing and don't worry. Yeah. And and with Die Hard, it was, holy I'm shit, totally holy, shit holy, shit, holy shit, holy <laughs> shit, holy shit. I am just, imp- like, I don't know what the fuck I'm about to do, but I got to do something. And uh, to me, that that is why Die Hard was like super influential to me. Because um, I just realized just how much more fulfilling a story is, how much more exciting a story is when... Um, so you think the hero can die. Yeah, yeah. When the when the, the hero could, could go and doesn't know, and he's acting wholly on impulse. You know what I mean? That's just, you know, so much more. Like, And the other thing about that, too, is John McClane is somehow more heroic than any Arnold Schwarzenegger hero because John McClane could have crawled in a hole 
and just not did anything and just kept himself safe. Right? He's mm-hmm. literally the whole his time scared out of his mind. Scared out of his mind. Yeah. His estranged wife is there, Rob. <laughs> That's one. True. Let's let's call a spade a spade. Or he could have also just said, send me Holly Gennaro and I'm I'm done. You can do whatever the hell you want. You don't think Hans Gruber would have done that? Of course he would have. Um. Anyway, that's what I, in my opinion, that's why Die Hard is so amazing. It's just like, it's not just the vulnerability. It's the mm-hmm. vulnerability emotionally and physically that I really liked uh, about Die Hard. So that's why it's my number two. What's your number one? Okay. Ba weep grana weep really really because Transformers the movie is your number one I am still quoting it I'm still drawing from it I am still buying I own four different versions of that freaking movie four (laughs) different I own it on VHS Uh I own it on do you have a laser uh, disc no I wish I did oh now I know what I'm getting you now I know what I'm getting you for your birthday I have it on DVD, I have it on Blu-ray, and I have it twice on digital. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's me with Wrath of Khan, but I have a, a yeah. I'm not saying this it's is, my favorite movie. It no. is the most influential movie to who I became. Um, but clearly you, you have it in a, several different... Uh, yeah. I haven't said what it is yet to certain people, but... Well, if, I if you know me and you know me saying ba weep grana weep ninny bomb you know what I'm talking about it is Transformers the movie the first time we got to hear a cartoon cuss the first time we saw heroes that we grew up with die on the screen um, and unceremoniously by the way oh yeah from the get go I mean cliff jumper wheeljack and uh, yeah they're just a couple others are just boom, 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 right off the right off the grid, right away, and wow. you see bodies being dragged across the field, and then you get to see the forget the uh, the prime hero get killed right before your eyes, and <laughs> the prime hero. Did yes. you? Uh, there was a documentary on how this literally accidentally happened. Um, the toy company said, "We're rolling out the new inventory." And we don't want to worry about the old inventory. Please get rid of them. And it's, all, I mean, it's, it's a super, <laughs> Oh my God. They didn't think they were just going to kill them off in the movie. Well, that's what they did. And it ended up shocking a lot of children. And that's why the the G.I. Joe movie changed so dramatically because the G.I. Joe movie was due out, I want to say, six months to a year later. And Duke was supposed to die. And I guess some other characters were supposed to die. Wow. And. Duke literally is saved via the radio. Like, hey, Duke's all right. You hear that? You hear that? <laughs> he was supposed to die. Um, it just changed the way I looked at children's. You know, your comic books and cartoons were they were for kids, and after yeah. that movie, I'm like, this was made for mature people i mean this is this was a different take on something that i love with all my heart and that it's not just going to disappear when i turn 16 it's and it has been a part of me ever since by the way i can get you transformers the movie japanese laser disc for 150 dollars on ebay yeah i don't love it that much (laughs) wow that is crazy town 
Uh, I didn't know they made a Mystery Science Theater 3000 the movie on Laserdisc. I've marked that to watch. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna go to Rasputin, uh, which is a used record store here. I'm gonna yeah. look for that. This is this is gonna be my new thing. Is trying to find you that on Laserdisc. I don't own any Laserdisc, so... Yeah, oh, you don't have to play it, my man. Look, oh, I, I, I have I my Betamax. My you know I've got behind me, I've got my Betamax and my Laserdisc copy of yeah. Wrath of Khan. No let's let's get this. VHSs either, so... Yeah, it doesn't matter. You just own them because you want to own them. Yeah. Um, all right, so, okay. yeah. So, Ghostbusters. Let's talk about Ghostbusters. Yes, Here's why... Ghostbusters is my number one. But there's one. a few you didn't mention that I'm definitely confused by. Okay, so, well, we'll get that on, in a minute. Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters is my number one because Ghostbusters did so many fun things. First of all, it's a comedy. It's a very funny comedy with Bill Murray, who in the early 80s, I would watch Stripes. Um, I would watch Caddyshack. I would see... Paul's B- one that I think is underrated. I love the movie. Uh, yeah, although to me, I think the Bill Murray and the kids relationship... Hijacks a really good movie about teenage sex, um, but no. Uh, so Caddy so chat. yeah yeah yeah. Ghostbusters has um, comedy. Yes, it also has science fiction. Ding another huge check on me, and it's honestly a fairly fairly decent uh, pseudo action movie for the time. You know what I mean? It's comedic with action. It's and comedic- there's a drop of jump scare yeah terror. i mean yeah. it's not a scary movie but it, it oh it can be a little. that that first opening scene with the librarian is scare fucking scary it's scary as fuck so yeah i mean it's just it's it's what i what i love about it is it's genre bending if nothing else genre bending and i love i love one ghostbusters it's funniest movies to me yeah, it's one of the all-time funniest movies to me, and that's it's why it's on my list. So funny! It's it's good. Like those characters are all good. Uh, I think the Ernie uh, Ernie Hudson character is. We know it's famously not there, but I think that's mostly because it was written to be Eddie Murphy, and then Eddie Murphy couldn't do it because of Beverly Hills Cop, and so then it it falls a little flat. I like. There could have been so much more there, but there wasn't, yeah, and I think that's that's too bad. But, but I like what happens. Yeah, yeah. The, I, the the movie is super good. Uh, those characters are a wonderful take. Uh, you you got Egon. Um, you've the well, even Sigourney Weaver is is so God Sigourney Weaver. God damn. <laughs> hey Monty, what would happen if you uh, got a time machine back to the eighties? Would you uh, would you want to hang out with your dad one last time? I don't know. Uh, Scorny, Scorny Weaver single when I'm going back. Oh, I would, um, what, am, what am I talking about? I don't need a time machine. Sigourney Weaver, if you listen to this right now, I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, right from the opening scene where the I, I know you talked about the, the library scene. But yeah. The opening scene where um, so what do you see? I yes. Star. So you I don't know. Three, three wavy so... lines. I, I just love that scene where it's just yes. Where you just immediately know that Peter Vankman is a shyster. He's yeah. a lecherous, lecherous shyster. And, and he's I remember. <laughs> yeah, and he's a scientist, and he's. It's great. I'll be honest with you. Uh, yeah. I watched Vankman, and I was like, I want to be a lecherous shyster. That is all I've ever wanted to be now 
in my life. I want to be him. I remember seeing Ghostbusters in the movie theater. It actually came out, I think, around my birthday. Uh, me and Doug Belsass saw Ghostbusters together, but me, Tim Ham, and Shel Flatoon played Ghostbusters almost nonstop. I remember specifically Shel Flatoon had um, stairs that went from his driveway up to his front door, and we would always do the joke <laughs> of, where do these stairs, do these stairs go? go? They go they up, go um, and we used to play Ghostbusters with backpacks and sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghostbusters is um, just very close to being perfect in my mind, and it is my it's second. Fine. It is my second most favorite uh, movie of all time, um, and honestly, um, there are times when I think to myself while watching it, "Is this my favorite movie?" And then I have to go, "No, I've made my decision. It's Wrath of Khan." I've purchased too many things. Like, for instance... So, describe why Wrath of Khan is no longer on your... Oh, why it's not in my... Is it not my most influential? Yeah. Well, okay, I'll tell you why. Because Wrath of Khan is great, and I love watching it. I love it so much that here I have this Paramount trailer reel of Star Trek 1, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Star Trek 2. It's a trailer reel on 8mm that you would uh, would send out to um, camps and stuff to watch. I bought that for my birthday um, for myself. Um, so here's why Wrath of Khan is probably an honorable mention or anything. like I love Star Trek, but nothing about that movie. Like at no point did I think to myself, oh, I want to get into space travel or, <laughs> or you know what I mean? I didn't, or didn't help you with comedy or I get it. Yeah, it, it, I didn't play Wrath of Khan. Okay, that's fair. I think Wrath of Khan to me is a movie that when I was a young boy I knew about and watched and enjoyed. But it was not something that in the 80s I was so into I wanted. Like everything here on my list are things that I either wore shirts of or played with. I think I think my Wrath of Khan love. had a love, group of friends that probably also yeah. did as well. And I don't remember us ever talking about Wrath of Khan, Khan, Khan. growing up until you no. got to high school. I think, I think Wrath of Khan is something that happened to me much later after I was already established. I looked back and I said, I love the cheese factor of William Shatner. I think his acting is just perfectly cheesy. Um, I like the costumes. I like Christy Alley. There's just a lot of things about... That's right. I always forget about Christy Alley. Being she's in that so... Movie. Yeah, she's hot. Um, uh, Lieutenant, have you done something with your hair? Okay, Why can I mention one that I'm surprised is not with... on your list, though? Yes, go ahead. Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. No, it's good. Look, Back to the Future is very good, and it obviously would make my top ten. I love that movie, too. But I, I think for Back to the Future, it's sort of in the same boat as Ghostbusters, but Ghostbusters just kind of checks those boxes better for me. Like, Agreed. it's still funny. Agreed. It still has a, elements of action. Um, and it still has elements of sci-fi, but for me, I'd rather watch doughy professory types do this stuff than a much more attractive teenager. Than that me. was the other mm-hmm. movie on my list that I would see with Edwin. That I was wondering. That and oh, La Bamba. Yeah. I saw yeah. La Bamba with Edwin. You saw La Bamba. Yeah, the Lost Boys. I saw a shit ton, and that um, obviously affected how I dressed the rest of my life. Because um, I started dressing like the grandpa. Uh. No, um, you know, the it's, I'm, sh- and I'm positive there are ones that I'm completely missing. Uh, how about Karate Kid? That was on my honorable. Yeah, no, no, Karate Kid. I don't think really me. did did much for me. That was a really big one for me. Yeah. Um, Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure was probably 
my second favorite comedy to Ghostbusters. Oh, I love okay. I loved. I quoted that movie because it was one I would watch with my dad, mm-hmm. and we would just giggle. I mean, yes, it's stupid, but man, we would just giggle to the stupid jokes about it. Yeah. Spaceballs is on my list. Yeah, Blazing Saddles is a 70s movie, but I watched yeah. it a shit ton in the 80s, so it doesn't really fall into this. In the 80s, that was a movie that was... Uh, Spaceballs was good, but for me, I fell in love with Blazing Saddles very early on. TV edit, not TV edit, didn't, you know, whatever. That that really affected my comedy, Blazing Saddles did. Um, to me, Spaceballs was good, but it's no Blazing Saddles. Um, so well, that it, it doesn't also, get there. It was not timely, if you remember. It no, not timely like at all. Four, four or five years after Star Wars? Or at, Return least, of the Jedi? at least yeah. five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I, I, it was very much old. I want to say 88. Yeah, and I, uh, yeah, it was very late. I think Pee Wee's. Pee-wee's Big Adventure is late too, isn't it? It's uh, it's pretty late. Um, uh, Stripes is one that I mentioned when we're talking about Ghostbusters, but I loved Stripes. Stripes yeah. is a very funny anti-authoritarian movie. I liked a lot of those comedy movies where it's a schlub who bucks the system. Um, we didn't mention Police Academy. The, I was just about to say I put them all into like all the Police Academies into one. One, yeah, because they kind of all blur together to me. Police Academy um, One, Police Academy Three, Three maybe? when you first get Bobcat Goldway. Yeah, yeah. Police Academy Three is really good. Well, no, Police I, Academy uh, Bobcat Goldway is the bad guy in Police Academy Two. Is it? Okay, They're for so yeah. He's like one of the bad guys. I and knew it wasn't one. I knew he didn't appear. Yeah. Because I think Sweet Chuck. That's the, that, but that's my point. Is the they Mexican. kind of all blur together. They do all kind of blur together. To me, I think um, Police Academy Two is a hilarious one because the plot of Police Academy Two feels an awful like uh, awful lot like a plot of Scooby Doo. It's uh, <laughs> it's somebody trying to like buy up real estate and wears a mask. It's very funny. Um, but yeah, no Police Academy. I have one last honorable mention. Though. What's that? I. I saw this one in the theater. The Last Dragon was. Oh yeah. It, it was. It was kind of like a gateway drug to, to terrible movies. movies to oh, okay. honestly, it was like it was totally to what to heroin movies. Is that what you said? No, I said to terrible movies. Oh, it is a terrible movie, but it's so terrible cheesy that. Yeah. Like, no, it's. You are the last dragon. dragon. But it's got the greatest line. Who's the master? <laughs> Show enough. Show enough. <laughs> Yeah, but even that, who's the master shown up, feels like it's a, it's a derivative. It's a yeah, it's a derivative of Shaft. Yeah, you know what of I mean? course it is. Yeah. And that's, but yeah. that, it's my gateway drug to that whole. To yes. For me, not knowing anything about that before those, this it yeah. was like, oh, that's just like the Last Dragon, not realizing Last. That's Dragon true. I'm trying like, to think of. It. Yeah. We mentioned I'm going to get you sucker. I'm trying to decide. Um, if I'm going to get you sucka is the gateway to black, uh, black exploitation films of the seventies for me, or if it was the last dragon, um, cause the last dragon certainly is good. I do. I, so I had HBO in the eighties and I remember Robert Townsend would have these comedy specials and I actually just talked about it, uh, the other day, um, with, uh, my kid about, I was like trying to explain that for me, a white kid in Nebraska, um, who had a few African-American uh, friends, but had no idea larger African-American culture. Those Robert Townsend uh, comedy specials on HBO were like a window of like, yeah. Yeah. oh, wow, you know. 
Um, this is these are all very very funny, but I don't come from I don't come from this. Um, it it's hard, a little bit hard to relate to, but it's also you know same kind of things of class and blah 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 are there. So uh, very good. But yeah, I mean for me like some of these are not necessarily my favorite movies, although some of them you know oh, quite seriously not are. My but movies, but influential and important to who I ended up becoming. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm is Superman 79? Is that why it's not on the list? No, because honest, Superman 2 was close. Yeah. Because Superman 2 is the only one that I remember seeing in theaters. I don't count Superman 4. Even I do remember seeing Superman 4 in the theater. Superman I, 3 is an influential one to me because it's hilarious. I didn't see that in the theater. I saw and But yeah, I... I remember not liking that right away. <laughs> See, I thought it was hilarious. With yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought it was super funny. Um, I saw uh, that. So, so is so is uh, so is Star Trek Four super funny, and it's influenced me in a lot of different ways, but not necessarily because of my love of Star Trek. It's just the one with the oh, whales is always just comedy. Just, it's right on the edge of being, but isn't T two right on the edge of being? It's yeah. Oh, I look. Terminator One is a is a good movie but, too, but T two was yeah, but, somehow more. Yeah, T two I think was around maybe ninety. That's, I don't know when. How old is Eddie I Furlong? Mean, was, <laughs> Alexa, when was Terminator Two Judgment Day released? The film Terminator Two Judgment Day was released about twenty eight years ago on July third, nineteen ninety one. July third, nineteen ninety one. Twenty eight years ago, she says. So yeah. It's out. I could have looked that up on my phone, but I wanted to, you know, uh, remind everyone that they should be using uh, their uh, favorite, their favorite uh, digital assistant. Please it's keep, very- please keep buying things. Um, <laughs> all right, man. Well, that's it. That's our, that's our top. I, I'm, I'm glad that I could surprise you with some. I'm yeah, sad yeah, that I couldn't surprise you with all of them. I think Transformers the movie is a very big surprise for me, honestly. I would not have called Transformers the movie as your number one. I would not have gotten that. So. Honestly, it's what made me want to do this as our, as our subject because I was thinking I had just bought it digitally. and like, I can't believe how important this movie was to me as a kid and how to this very day I still think about it all the freaking time. I, I think it's crazy that I just bought it on – I bought it on digital on iTunes – a month and a half ago i watched it, sale, it was like yeah super cheap. it was super cheap i watched like half of it and then had to go do a comedy show and then in that comedy show ba weep grana weep nitty bomb was referenced and one of the guys on my team was like oh yeah i know that you know and he was like joe he's like that's like one of the best isn't it he's like that's like the greatest soundtrack of all time and so i finished watching and i was like to myself you know what this has nothing but like amazing powered ballads that are like so doofy, oh, yeah. but that and soundtrack is actually pretty friggin' decent. I used to have a joke that I said that the soundtrack is done by it's Stan Bush and then there's a bunch of other people. And I right. used to make the joke that I thought it was the band Survivor under a surname because they didn't <laughs> want to admit that they, well, I yeah. later found out Survivor's producer is, is Stan, Stan Bush. Bush. So yeah, it wasn't such an offbeat, like, like. I think so, one of the craziest things in uh, in oh god that work that Mark Wahlberg porn movie what was it called? Uh, you know yeah, what, I know. What you're yeah, you know about, what yeah. I'm saying. 
Like he covers, he covers, you've got the touch, which is to me super hilarious. That's what they do. And why can't we think of that movie's title? I can't remember. I can totally see it too. It's yeah. some like a few good men. No, I'm teasing. I'm yeah. teasing. What? What? Is it? Is it John? Boogie Nights. Boogie, Boogie Nights. Nights, yes. I was thinking, is, is it Dirk Diggler? No, that's his. I'm a big, big star. I'm a big, big star. That, by the way, is to me always going to be the funniest thing to whisper into a microphone when you're not on stage. Just go, I'm a big, big star. I'm a big, big star. I think that's super funny. Um, all right, man. Uh, well, no one's the winner except for uh, you, uh, the listeners. <laughs> Sorry. I'm laughing yeah. at the fact that I pearlized it. Yeah, all seven of you. My mom listening twice on two different things. Um uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, those were, yeah, I think, you know, let us know, uh, drop us a line. If you think that, uh, I'm sure there's we're a movie that we're, yeah. I'm sure we are. I'm so sure. What, well, what? look, there's a lot of people who are like a hell of a lot more influenced by things like, uh, better off dead or 16 candles or, uh, pretty in pink yeah, and and absolutely. the breakfast club i mean that tells you just how uncool we are we didn't touch any of the 1980s no john hughes movies no today. john hughes movies none of that was we didn't touch any of that which tells you everyone should know right now how incredibly uncool we are because that is what every cool Weird person science at a later date did play a pretty big like I wasn't it wasn't in the eighties that it was influential, but later on I ended up falling later on that. when I when I finally got the ability to pause weird science. <laughs> it became very influential to me. Here's some here's some uh here's some movies that were super uh influential to me circa age fourteen. Uh real genius. <laughs> real, real genius is great. Oh man, that actually it's uh, one of the greatest lines of all time about hammering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Top Gun didn't make either of our lists. Um, um, yeah, I just watched Top Gun again with my wife. My wife forced me to watch Top Gun after the trailer for Top Gun Two came out. It looks interesting. I'm it, it looks interesting. I'm I'm gonna go see it. But like Top Gun One, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Just like one, how sweaty everyone is in this movie. <laughs> un un like I don't understand. I don't understand. I understand that Miramar is in a desert. I understand that they were in the uh, the Indian Sea, uh, but everything else, I just don't understand why every single person in that movie is sweating so badly. But yeah, I watched that movie and I'm like, I just I don't get the demon that he's like Maverick is chasing his father's ghost, you know. Yeah. And then when they explain what happened to his father, I'm like. That's not that great. So above. he's treated like crap because his dad got shot down over Laos instead of Vietnam. And every other Navy pilot in the world treats him like shit for it. No, that doesn't make any damn sense. You know, very stupid. Iron Eagle. Oh, I forgot how much I loved Iron Eagle. Really? Louis Gossett totally Jr. Loved, and that kid? I totally loved Iron Eagle. I love that idea that a, just a 15-year-old with a regular it's Cessna's pilot license could just plot. fly yeah. into Libya and really. By the and way, here's one of the greatest parts the about that movie minutes. that is so dumb. Here's one of the greatest things about it. I get that they fly into Libya, but the idea that they land and pick someone up in their fighter yeah, jets never happened in a billion years. Yeah, is so insane. Mm-hmm. 
it would be one thing if like one person flew the fighter jet for cover and the other was flying in a helicopter filled with volunteers. Uh, by the way, Uncommon Valor is another great movie. We, when you mentioned uh, Rambo 2, our first Blood Part 2 Rambo, um, Uncommon ba- Valor has uh, Gene Hackman in it, and it's Patrick Swayze in it. It's a movie about a guy who's, uh, whose son is a POW, he thinks. He's MIA, POW, and he, he sponsors um, a team of specialists to go back into Vietnam and liberate a POW camp. Um, and a lot of people die in it, but like, I remember what I love the most about it is it's the planning of the, the job and, and then watching the job sort of kind of go shit and, uh, and everyone doing all these things to help each other out. But uncommon valor, if you haven't seen it in a while, Rob, take a look at it. Cause it's, Rad. it's a very good Rad movie. is another one. Rad. I just thought it was bad. It was a super underground movie that I saw with Vince Gambatista. What's up, Vince? Um, uh, we watched it. It was a movie. It was the equivalent of. Oh, I can't. Think. It was about trick bicycles and racing. Right. Okay. It's like Gleaming the Cube, but for bicycles. Gleaming the yeah. Cube, by the way, also a great movie from the 80s. Yes. But not as influential to me as Cuffs, as I now live in the Bay Area. Um, pump up the volume. Oh. You know what's so funny is so many people. That when I was in radio and were my age, talked about pump up the volume as the reason they got into radio. Really? Absolutely not for me. <laughs> well, Good Morning Vietnam may be more influential in that me getting was into. On, like in my mind, thinking about like if we're gonna go, if we're gonna go political and yeah. My movies. look, my my uh, my dad loved Good Morning Vietnam more than anything. It was one I of his favorite that. movies. Yeah. So there you go. Look, we're about to go over time, so we gotta yes, we, we gotta are. wrap this up, Rob. Um, why don't you sign us off uh, with our uh, world famous tagline that everyone quotes? Everyone say it with him. At this time, WTFTB in Shimmering Falls, Wisconsin, concludes its broadcast day and ceases its analog transmissions to parts of southern Wisconsin. Good night and God bless. Ba, ba, ba. Ba, ba, ba.